back. Yay. Yay. Uh, just before I even did start, just so folks, today, this week's episode is going to be like a little different format because I literally just got back yesterday. Father Anthony has been temporary pastor and uh, uh, we're just going to do like kind of topics all day. So we're going to keep the banter pretty short because some of the banter stuff will like be topic leading for me at least. Would, would you say, would you say that we're going to have a great Catholic conversation today? Each week. Each week? Because well, 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 I mean, we're back to each week, I think, at this point now. Are we back to each week now? Are we? No. Oh, we, okay. we didn't have a podcast last week. <laughs> well, I mean, like, going forward from today, I was ready, but you may not be, but I don't want to impose. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're, we're back to great Catholic conversations each week, you know? Yes, yes. Because yes. um, no one else is having great Catholic conversations each week. People are having That's great kind of raw that... conversations, great right. uh, news conversations, but great Catholic, which is universal, which goes beyond than just law and news. Right. It's theological. It's truly universal. Only right. we do that. Only we do that. So I think uh, that's important. Uh, yeah, the only reason why I hesitate to say each week is because who who the heck knows anymore? It feels like. I know, I know. Like, that's the plan. This but is the plan. I don't know. Who knows? Whom's this to say, as you like to say? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, I mean, this was kind of my little thing was yeah, I needed a break for a bit, as we know. And then uh, just because stuff, life busy. And then, then we recorded a couple before I left for World Youth Day and everything. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm back. I'm actually like not going anywhere for a few months, which feels weird almost, which is, yeah. but it's kind of nice. So I feel like I'll be in a better space to get this going more regularly personally, but who knows, as you say, who knows, maybe, maybe Jesus returns tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Maybe this podcast episode doesn't even get released. Maybe because Jesus has come back. Yeah. But, but if you're listening to this, it, he hasn't anyway. Yes. Well, uh, welcome to clerically speaking. I'm father Harrison. <laughs> I'm Father Anthony. Just before, okay, before we get to topic stuff, just a quick, yes, I, I've been away for like three weeks. I went to World Youth Day and I was in France for a week for holidays afterwards. Lots of stuff came up from that that I thought would be interesting little conversations. But before I do that, like how how are you doing temporary pastor, Father Anthony? Yeah, so let me just, let me just talk a little bit. Let me talk to you. Um, so I, uh, so my pastor was away this past week on a well-deserved vacation Um Totally happy with that. Uh, but it ended up being kind of a crazy week. So I couldn't take my normal. Well, first of all, a good friend of mine, Taylor Schroll, a uh, friend of the podcast, ForteCatholic.com, uh, came to visit. And we, cool. had a, we had a great visit. Uh, he got to see me do my parish thing. He stayed at the rectory. And that was just cool to have a, a friend uh, around for the weekend. Um, and then so I took my day off Monday instead of my normal Wednesday because there was a funeral scheduled and the pastor was gone. Okay, whatever, fine. So Most in other of the words, week you, goes took, you, took, you yeah. took your day of rest on a normal day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, uh, yeah, so most of the week went fine. You know, just doing the regular stuff, making sure everything's going well, did the funeral stuff, do the mass stuff, do the, okay. And then um, Friday, no, actually Saturday morning uh-huh. at like 3.30 a.m. Uh-huh. Uh, the universe exploded. Uh-huh. At least that's what it felt like. Uh-huh. Because quite literally, the church was struck by lightning. Uh-huh. Um, and I actually, um, n- I knew it was struck by lightning because this is not the first time it's happened to me. Uh-huh. Um, when I first got to the parish, uh, my first assignment, uh, the parish was struck by lightning too. And so I knew it. I knew it. I felt it. Mm-hmm. And uh, not a great way to wake up. Kind of rude on the lightning's part, if mm-hmm. you ask me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So immediately, the alarm starts going off. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's it's an incredibly loud alarm in my rectory. And, and who's the first person who has to respond to all this? Oh, that was me. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I, I uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. So I go downstairs. I, I actually know the uh, codes and everything. I, I reset the alarm because um, I knew it was just going wonky. Doesn't work. Uh, it, it starts going off again and it goes off again. I finally silence it, and then the firemen come. And uh, they could not find a problem, so I had to lead them through the entire rectory. So it's like 4 o'clock in the morning. I am in a daze. Uh, I am both incredibly tired, and there's a lot of adrenaline running through my veins, right? Uh-huh. So all that happens, and I go to bed around 5 o'clock. I wake up at 8, turn off my alarm, <laughs> wake up again at 12, and realize, <laughs> okay, I've got to do a, uh, a wedding. And I have to tell the bride and groom, because I've just found out that our sound system's down. Because lightning broke the sound system. Mm-hmm. Lightning also broke the phones. Lightning also broke the internet. Weirdly, not the power, um, but all these other things. So uh, they still wanted to have the wedding in the main church. Uh, and so I just yelled and chanted very loudly, which was actually kind of fun. Uh, wedding went very well. Small wedding, no problem. We have to move our masses downstairs because for some reason, the sound system downstairs works. The sound system upstairs did uh-huh. not work. Yep. Right? Yep. It just, okay, it was, yes. So we set up chairs and get this whole thing you know, ready downstairs, have masses down there. The organ downstairs works for one mass. And then the next day, only every other key of the organ works the next day for some reason. I don't know why. It just doesn't. <laughs> so <laughs> we have to do that. Um, okay. So I go through uh, everything. And then um, the phones are down. And the phones are the most important piece of technology in the parish in my opinion uh everything they perish not run if there's not phones um i had gone to the hospital a few times for sick calls because i had to do that anyway i'm about to process down the aisle for my last sunday mass and this parishioner runs in and uh his mother needs anointing i was like oh my goodness um give me all your information i'll go right after mass so after mass i'm running to this place uh and i realize halfway to the place that i don't have my oils the thing you need to anoint people. <laughs> so I'm like Googling and driving. Very dangerous. Don't, don't suggest it. I realize, oh, my buddy's parish is right by this place. Um, so I stop at his place, steal some of his oils, and go <laughs> to the thing, anoint the person. It, 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 everything was just insane the entire weekend. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, finally I was able to go to my parents' place late later that uh, evening and hang out with my niece and it was fine. But uh, it was it was crazy. Uh-huh. It was a crazy weekend. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. See, people can't see this right now, but I am like gleeful as he's like telling all this. Yeah. Because I'm like, welcome to my life. Okay. <laughs> In fairness. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna say your your parish uh, doesn't get struck by lightning every day, but your parish has literally blown up before. Yes, so. exactly. I like so. Yes, I'm like listening. I'm like yes, or this thing works, but this doesn't, and I have no idea why. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yep. Yep, this is yeah. this is. And then people are asking me questions like, "I have no idea. Like, what's going? On? I I don't know." Because yes, like <laughs> yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. So it was just it was insane. Um, but today's the last day of my pastor being gone. Um, luckily, like literally right before uh, we start recording, the internet went back up again, so we got that fixed. We're working on the phones now. Um, I say we, it's a, the company here working at it. So yeah. hopefully the phones will be up again. Part of my part of me was like, what if the phones never work again? Is that so bad? What if nobody can contact me and I can just hide for the rest of my life? 
I'm not giving people my cell phone number. No, no, no. no, no. You see, for our so for emergency calls for us, we have it set yeah. up that if you press like five or whatever, it yeah. automatically goes to my cell phone. But I so see, people don't get I, my I, number. I, they don't get my number right. not because like I'm not against like people having my number per se, but it's just it gets to be a yeah. lot when you're getting texts all the time about things that sure wouldn't actually matter. Um, but uh, it, this way it goes to my cell phone, and then if it's a record, if it's if it's ever a number I don't recognize, I just let it go to voicemail, and if it's emergency, they'll leave a message and I'll call back if I'm around, if I'm not around, whatever. So that's the way I usually. But can we talk me. about emergency phones for just a second? Okay. Uh, because I, I feel Topic like number one emergency phones. Topic number one emergency phones. Right. All right. Okay. The reason why a pair a, a parish a priest needs an emergency line is because people die. Yes. And you need to give them the sacraments before they die. Right. We don't perfect have sense. to, but it's a good thing. It's it's something that we really like to do. <laughs> we yes. like to give people last rites, yes. anointing the sick. I just say that because already right there, the, your salvation does not absolutely depend upon these things. Right. It's right, nice, right. especially if, if, I, if I had to get anything before I died, it would be the apostolic part. And that's the one I care about the most, actually, mm-hmm. personally. Uh, Anyways. Sign up real quick. I, I think you're like, your your mic is bouncing against like your headset or something. Cause oh. it's making like, okay. I will, yeah. while you talk, I'm going to mute myself and uh yeah fix this yeah um so that's important it's important to have the emergency line the problem is people understand what an emergency what an emergency is and they will call the emergency line just to get a hold of the priests and this drives me freaking insane and the worst the worst thing that happens the worst thing that happens is that somebody will call the emergency line say and then immediately say father i know this isn't an emergency which makes me think like then why'd you call it Why'd you call the line then? You know it's not an emergency, and you called it anyway. Why? Why does that make it okay all of a sudden? Like, okay, I'm glad you dropped off something for our parish festival, and it's outside. Mm-hmm. But it's that's not an emergency. Right. You don't have to yeah. freak me out for this. Yeah. You know, it happens all the time. Yes. It drives me insane because they you want know? everyone in the end just wants the complete instant access to the priest. So, like right. these things are a blessing in the sense of yes, people can use this. Uh, they are also curses yeah. because people abuse it. This is why I have a tendency, if I don't recognize the number, I just let it go to voicemail right away because is this mm-hmm. an emergency? If it is an emergency, you will leave a message, and then I will yeah. respond as soon as I get the chance. If I, and if I can't get the message right away, it's because I'm meeting someone or I'm already at the hospital or something like that. Who knows? Who says to say what's going on? Uh, yep. I think I know what's wrong. Is, is there any chance that your earbuds uh, mic is on, that little guy? That's uh, Oh. Because it seems like – just tap it. Tap it. Tap the um... – that's where the mic is. Yep. Oh. That's your mic that you're using. Oh, weird. One second. How about now? Oh, now. Oh, that's way better. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, folks. That tap, was... tap your other mic. Make sure it's off. Yep. It's off now. Sorry about that, folks. That's uh, going on. It was just one of those weird <laughs> things. I just thought it was all good and it wasn't. So anyways, yes. Uh, yep. Emergency phones. Um, so yeah, it, it, this is, these are why I have these principles. And it's not to say like, and I actually, I find that now more and more it, it gets, it gets, uh, but this is the other thing with the emergency phone. Then people expect immediate mm-hmm. response, and it's like, well, maybe I can't. Maybe I'm in Victoria for something, and I'm away for mm-hmm. a bit. And like, I'm sorry, there's just so few priests here. Like, we've gotten a few angry. Why isn't the priest around? Well, because it's, it's 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 um, he had meetings all day in Victoria. Well, then what what do we do when people are dying? Um. <laughs> like I, I hate to say it, but pray like, for them. Like that's, for them. It's, it's like that's, it's like, but this is the sadness. Like this is okay. Yeah. If we want these things for when we're dying, we need more priests. And if we want more priests, then that means we have to be more courageous in promoting vocations, talking about them, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's it 
it's um so and like the other thing with the emergency line number though we so i have a principle too is uh if it's during office hours you just call the mm-hmm. office because right. and then my secretary will just kind of figure things out oh he can go at this time um this is yeah. available because i do find like more and more it's very like there's the odd time it's like this is they keep it to the absolute last minute and it's like mm-hmm. so again i think we've talked said this before but here's my, my number one thing if someone is like really really ill don't wait it does not have to be at the last minute Please just right. call because it also then gives greater flexibility for both you and the priest to be able to come because we do have less priests nowadays, at least in our diocese. And so the ability to meet all those needs sometimes does get to be too much. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, people do abuse the emergency line. I know it's not an emergency, Father, but um, you know, I found a piece of broken glass in the parking lot. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> okay. So th- did you pick it up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I thought you needed to know this. I'm like, no, I actually yes. don't need to know this. Like, mm-hmm, it actually gets mm-hmm. to a deeper question, and this is like something I'm trying to do with the whole like cares and reorganization of my parish. It's this weird idea that the pastor must know all things at all times, mm-hmm. which you got a little taste of this last week, which is why I was so giddy. It's like aha, <laughs> aha! Now you know. Now you know how it feels. And it would because yeah. it's it's actually. I, I think that's actually bad leadership if the pastor knows all things at all times. Hmm. Which CEO of a company knows every little detail about everything that's happening in his company? Not to say that mm-hmm. a parish is yeah. a company, right? But it's just to say why. Like, why should I know how the sound system works? I mean, <laughs> no, seriously, why? Why? Because, yeah, because there's, I mean, uh, why? part of my brain's like, well, because eventually I'm going to need to know how to turn it on, right? Or why don't you make sure you have enough people around who know how to use it and are good with this stuff mm-hmm. to actually do that? Maybe the sound system is a is a bad example because that kind of fits. But that's like, that's it? like kind of like a liturgical thing in a sense, you know? But Sort of, but it's also like, yeah. it, it gets to this idea. It's like, we, we are expected to priests. There's a, there's a weird cultural thing, in, at least in North American parishes to, that I find mm-hmm. is that the priest must be an expert in all things at all times. Yeah. And I actually don't think that's good or fair. It actually, I think also infantilizes the laity unnecessarily, which is, no, you have a responsibility for this place too. And I want you to, I want you to have that responsibility. This is your parish too. It's not just mine. Uh, I have a certain yeah, leader. Sure. I have a fatherhood over it, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I have a, f- a father doesn't need to know all things at all times. Um, he, but you put trusted people in the right places to do the things that you want, that you think. So you work with the trusted people to, to get things done. And then they ensure that the right people and things are in place for the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 that, that makes sense. Um, you probably know how to turn on your sound system though. That's, that seems, I mean, you, you press the power cord button, but like, no, <laughs> yeah, there have been times usually. when, no, there have been times where we've had yeah. issues with it and right i'm like oh i guess we'll have to call uh the guy who who does most of our sound system stuff anthony i'm just like oh yeah. i guess we'll have to call anthony and, and get him to fix it because i don't know anything about this stuff and i don't right, and honestly that's fair. Yeah. i don't care to yeah it's a waste of my brain space <laughs> which is limited right it is and it's but we have this expectation that we should know this stuff i'm like i don't know i don't actually want to uh, I would mm-hmm. prefer to fill that with time for prayer, for doing spiritual direction, for care for people, for knowing the troublesome pe- situations in people's lives, et cetera. That, that's what I want to keep my brain space for. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
Uh, just to, to wrap up my, my crazy yes. because there's even more stuff that oh, happened. Sure. I had to go to the hospital like a bunch of times, uh-huh. and and then one of our uh, sacristans uh, fell. Um, also, there's like because of the storm, everything's leaking in new places. Like normally, we know where the pla- where the church like leaks, and we've got like little buckets set up right there. But there's, now there's new places, new places where water is falling down. Yeah. Delightful, uh, right? So all that. But um, that all being said, uh, it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I could keep that pace right. uh, for and, and let's be a fair, long time. That, that's actually not normal yeah. pace. Right. You right, get right. like four four to six of those weeks a year. Everything just barely worked. And it was just a, an experience yeah. of divine providence in the insanity. Yep. Because um, I was, you know, like really just barely able to get to someone for anointing. Or like I knew as I was driving um, to that one uh, anointing, I didn't have my oils. I knew... I just had to keep going mm-hmm. and I knew it would work out yep. and it did. Yeah. Right. It's just like there's, so there's a deep feeling of um, God's providence in helping me keep the, the, the parish afloat. Also another reminder, like we have great staff, yeah. like uh, we even had our, like our musicians and stuff helping set up uh, chairs oh, yeah. in our basement to get ready for weekend masses. And um, they, everyone, everyone stepped up in a big way, which was great. Uh, so yeah, crazy um, week, but good. One last thing with all that, with the anointing thing, actually it reminds me once yeah. I was going to do an anointing, someone was dying pretty quickly. Uh, I'm driving there. And as I go, I'm going into my glove box, because like, I swear I keep my oils often just in case. Right. Uh, it's normally where I keep mine too. Yeah. Like, that's where they should be. Cause that's when I would need them. Um, mm-hmm. if I'm at the church, I just use the oil at the church. Um, mm. and I see she in there. I'm like, it's not there. I'm like, Oh shoot. So here's what I did. There was a grocery store right next door, and I bought oil. I bought, oil, buy some olive oil. I bought some olive oil, <laughs> uh, and I uh, did the prayer over it that we're allowed to do. And that's and like what I did is I just put enough oil on like paper towel that would be enough to get my thumb yeah. on it that I could then take the paper mm-hmm. towel back and burn it. So yeah, that went out there. Like, consecrating all that oil because I don't need all that oil. Right. Yeah. You don't need yes, a whole. I use then you use the yeah, olive oil for sure. your cooking, you know. And it's just guys. Suddenly, mm-hmm. have you seen that clip from the Kroll show where he's like the spotted ox hostel, and he goes, <laughs> oh yeah, it's a whole thing. It's like about European life, and it's he goes, and we can eat so much as we want and never get heavy because of olive oil. And every time I think of olive oil, this is the first thing that comes into my head right now. <laughs> um, but yes, no, I'm glad that you got a taste of being. A pastor. This is a. Uh, this is. These are good and holy things because uh, it, it's it. It's a lot. It's a lot, and the stuff that you have to deal with in the sudden moment that you just like. Yeah, there's no way somebody even trains you for this. Not even possible. It can get you ready for this. Right. You just kind of. And I think that there's actually something beautiful in all that too. Of. It's a phrase I was using at World Youth Day a lot with the young people too. Is like embrace the chaos. Mm-hmm. Just, 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 just go with it, because that's all yep. you can do. That's all you, just ride the wave. You, you can't control, can't control it. it. <laughs> and there's something like actually really freeing about that, I think. Yeah. So uh, that's something I've learned as a pastor in general. It's like, no, we're just going to go with it and just see what happens. And it's like, because mm-hmm. like, and the other thing is because 99% of the time, none of these things in the, in the end will really change things. Like, okay, the sound system doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? You can still say the words of consecration. So you're good. If right. you went mute, yeah. that would be a whole other issue. <laughs> Sure. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, okay, fine. I'm just going to have to yell. Fine. Like, yep. I would actually prefer that. Again, my hot take is we shouldn't have any <laughs> microphones in the church ever, period. And that's yeah. a whole other thing, though. But, uh, all right. So that's, that's topic number one is emergency phone slash being pastoring stuff. There, there we go. go. Cool. Uh, topic number two is I want to talk a little bit about World Youth Day 
in general. Uh, some things yeah, that came please. out of it. So I mean, uh, so this was my first World Youth Day as a priest, and I want to say up front, like this was the best organized World Youth Day I've ever been to. Wow. I was I was duly impressed with how much the Portuguese had it. The the like the, the liturgies were beautiful, mm-hmm. reverent. Uh, the final mass was an hour and fifteen minutes. It's amazing. It wasn't there like a million people there. One point six million. That's insane. Well, because they had some some hosts were pre consecrated that they had transported sure. to the site, but they had like tents set up all over the place so that like they had it executed so that you're going to during mass these people are going to either extraordinary ministers or priests or whatever are going to go to different points to receive the blessed sacrament, and they're going to start moving to their places by time for communion, so that when mm-hmm. communion time everyone's ready to receive communion all at the same time right away. Yeah. I, I was like, it was, I've just never seen anything like it for a World Youth Day, like. The amount mm-hmm. of it, listen, there are is always going to be chaotic elements with World Youth Day because you're trying to organize 1.6 million people. But right. I've just never, I've never seen anything like it. I was like, registration went easy and fast. Um, we had, we were sleeping in a gym, but it was like a multi use complex that had like 70 showers, which just that access to showers just never happens at World Youth Day. Like, it's just, Right. Uh, everything was so well done. The volunteers room and the people. Like so um man, there's so much to talk about with World Youth Day. It was a lot. So like, you know, as a, have you ever been to World Youth Day? I I've been to one. What, I was I was in Spain. Spain as a seminarian. Seminarian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and that one was actually chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to for multiple yes, reasons. For multiple reasons. <laughs> yeah. Cologne, Madrid, and this one were mine. Cologne was also chaotic, but it just seems like after Madrid, they really started to hone in. Actually, I think Madrid or maybe it was Sydney was the first one that had like the here's coupons for food at different restaurants instead of just right. having central sites, which is such a game changer. Uh, Cologne, it was mm-hmm. get six tickets together and then you have to go these food mm-hmm. points to get the food for your team, for, for your group for lunch. And you can only but you can only mm-hmm. submit six tickets at a time it cannot be five or four because they have the meals proportion for six people on mass and the food was yeah. horrible and disgusting anyway. <laughs> anyways um and, and like i was a because like there's a tendency especially in north american circles to get like mm-hmm. hotels for world youth day and stuff like this i really did not want to do that because we're on pilgrimage mm-hmm. folks yeah and so we're gonna we're gonna tough it out and we're gonna sleep in big gyms and everything um yeah and even like days in the diocese, I was again so amazed at how well organized it was. We were in this like little parish, forty-five minutes south of Porto, and there were like three hundred young people in this parish that the church can barely sit three hundred people, you know. Um, and there was Koreans and Slovakians and Polish and Spanish and us. It was a real conglomerate of the Universal Church, and but we were staying in host families, and that was like man, like the. Portuguese hospitality is second to none. Yeah. The the generosity was really beautiful. Even like when I was going to registrations uh, to get everyone's stuff, it, get, it took me 15 minutes. Like I was just like, this doesn't happen at World Youth Day ever. <laughs> 15 minutes yeah. to get through your registration process is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lady. How about yeah, this? Let me, okay. I was going to say, there was this lady walking around. There's people sitting around, the you know, as whatever. She had bags full of sandwiches that she had made at home to hand out to pilgrims and saying, welcome to Lisbon. Are you hungry? Would you like a sandwich? Nice. I was like, this is beautiful. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Let, let me ask you some yes. questions. Okay. Um, so first of all, what what do you see as what is the benefit of World Youth Day? What's the point of World Youth Day? What do you see as as valuable okay. about it being a thing? Um, I think there are three ish things. One is a good introduction to pilgrimage. That it it's pilgrimage like because of more the suffering that happens with this organization or long lines or whatever, rather than like the suffering of. You're not, you know, it, it's not, it's not the end of the world either. It's like really not that big of a deal. Yeah. So for young people who are maybe this is their first pilgrimage, this is a good thing. Uh, the second benefit, like I've never really been big on a lot of the big activities. I didn't go to a lot of the main events because I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with transportation with 800,000 people afterwards. Thank you very much. And yeah. I'm not going to hear it. It's also not in a language I speak. So like, I'll just read it afterwards. Like I did not go to the welcoming ceremony with the Pope. I was at St. George's Castle with a couple of young adults. Uh, I did not go to Stations of the Cross. Uh, I went somewhere else. But I went to the other stuff. It's the conversation time. Like I was like, mm -hmm. uh, and this is maybe this will be topic number two around World Youth Day. Is like, it was a pretty heavy week for me <laughs> for a variety of reasons, mm -hmm. but I was still like really sad to leave. Yeah. Even after all like the sufferings and stuff that happened and i had to go through and everything i was sad to leave because mm -hmm. there was a i just got to have conversations all week with people <laughs> that that makes yeah. me happy you know <laughs> sitting around having a beer for one euro and like and talking about the life of faith and and having disagreements and and discussions and trying to gel things together so i think that's number two and number three is really the experience of the universality of the church for di for people for a lot mm -hmm. of people in my group they've never seen a nun before in real life oh yeah ever we are surrounded by them you get to experience that we are way too waspy in north america uh yeah <laughs> and I, I saw and i saw the wasp the 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 scales of waspiness fall from their eyes over the week <laughs> those waspy Catholics. right and it's not a bad it's just like that they entered into the celebratory it's something really joyful like nothing really horrible happens at world there's no big protests or fights or anything there's no big crime like the police are just standing around twiddling their thumbs because there's nothing going wrong yeah and i thought and i think in those for those three things an attempt at pilgrimage uh, the universality of the church and the opportunity to really connect and to have deep conversations makes it mm -hmm. for a very intense week. But I think that those are the fruits of it because, and like I'll add maybe as a fourth one in all of that is that for me, the vigil mass, well, not the, the Sunday mass even so much because uh, actually maybe that'll be a topic. Let's talk, we'll talk about con celebration as one of our topics. Um, mm -hmm. But there's something about everyone kneeling at the adoration on Saturday, on Saturday night and the Pope arriving mm -hmm. there after a very long journey and hot journey to get there. And the Pope is speaking to us. Like I, one of the things mm -hmm. I really reflected on and all that was, it was a great analogy of like, how, cause we hear this, Oh, God loves you. Whoop the frickin' do. Like it doesn't it seem to pack me because we don't seem to understand like, no, no, God loves like me personally. Too, right. Mm -hmm. And the Pope came to speak to me and to my mm -hmm. young people. He know yeah. who I was personally. Okay, like that's where the analogy falls apart. But no, yeah. But he made the effort to come for me, and for all of mm -hmm. us. And you could see the joy in him and in all of it too. Uh, it was a really, you know, there was all people coming from all sorts of different backgrounds of where they were at in their faith on this trip. But everyone seemed unanimous. You're like, it was like some people are like yeah, it was a tough week, but 
it's kind of worth it for this moment. So I'm not yeah. sure where it does for me, but it's like, this is a joyful moment. I'm like, yes, good, good. That's what I want. Yeah. More questions okay. for you. So this is your first World Youth Day as a, yes. a priest. What were the big differences being there as a priest versus being there as just a layperson <laughs> pilgrim? Your, your dad, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this gets to the next topic, and this is something we can, we can go back and forth on a bit. Um, so we had another priest with us too, but he was, he was older, mm-hmm. staying downtown, and it's, like, it's fine. Like he, was, he speaks Portuguese. And and is mm-hmm. great. He actually said like he's too old for for something like this now, and that, that's fine. God bless him, right? Sure. So we weren't together a lot. Uh so a lot of like some some issues came up during the week in the group intragroup. Some things happened to people outside, and it kind of all fell like on my shoulders. Um, so like mm-hmm. I'd say like with days in the diocese, for example, I had to keep people organized to get to our destinations at different times. And it's like, you think it's hard to herd priests at like chrism mass? Like, it's even harder yeah. to herd young people at World Youth Day. Okay, stay, yeah. guys, no, stay with the group. Like, you're yelling, I'm yelling. I've never been more direct in my life. I was a direct, oh, yeah. that first five <laughs> or six days, I'm like, no, stay in line because we need to get there because we need to get on our, we don't have a charter bus because they canceled on us three weeks beforehand. So I had to book bus tickets with Flix bus to get us to our next point. We missed this bus. We ain't getting to Lisbon. So get back in line, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, because it's all you can do in the moment. Right. And it's not out of mm-hmm. hatred or, or anger and you get the joy and enthusiasm for some people, but it's also, if this doesn't go well, you're, this is going to get ruined for the whole group. And so I have to be mm-hmm. tough right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> And so, and a lot of people had different stuff come up in different sorts of intensities all week. And so that all kind of fell on me too. And so that was a lot to the point where Sunday night, I was kind of like at the end of my rope and we had an issue. It happened Sunday night and another issue happened Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So um, nothing like, yeah, nothing like it's just, normal not not normal but it's just like stuff happens like every world youth day group goes through stuff um and i was looking back on it and praying about it. i was realizing okay some of this is me maybe not helping them realize like you're adults and you can deal with this on your own mm-hmm. because i'm not yeah. dad and i'm not here to necessarily discipline or resolve every personal inter interpersonal problem um so that was something that came in my prayer afterwards which is good um but a lot of people in the group really mentioned the fact, like, I don't know how we would do this without a priest with us. Mm-hmm. And that was really beautiful to hear. I think the hard part is, even with a large group like that, or a smaller group, like 20, we had 24 pilgrims total. of our, And so, but it was still hard for me to kind of reach out personally, each person in the group. Um, mm. So, but like, I'd say like for me, the disadvantage of it all was, Again, it's not against the other priest or anything. It's just because we weren't together. I really needed someone with me who I could debrief with every day. That's what, uh, okay, that's, yeah. mm-hmm. that's what I'm realizing for the next one. Is like, I, I loved it. I was so happy to do it. Hear yeah. confessions. give Like on Friday, I had like four hours straight of spiritual direction. <laughs> just wow. like bang, 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 bang. Uh, and it was great. And it was a lot. And people could see that it was a lot for me to just do on my own and, and to help mm-hmm. navigate the issues. But... You want to do it in charity and in love. We where we were staying, like the volunteers, by the way, were just like amazing. Uh, a lot of them took holidays to work for free to make this all work for us. 
which is mm -hmm. astounding. Yeah. And they had their own issues that they were dealing with other groups. And like our group had some, like one person had to go to the hospital. One person had dehydration issues on the Monday that was like shaking and couldn't walk straight. And I had to help with and everything. But like one of she goes, I'm kind of glad that any of the issues that the big problems where we had to like interrupt one of the leaders before was like your group because you guys were like also like very respectful and chill and and like mm -hmm. not yeah. mean because other groups were mean to them right. for really small things. Yeah. So, right. you know, the fact that you could administer even in that way by saying, like, like mm -hmm. the, these volunteers are saying to me that their local priests were not really helpful in any way, shape, or form in lead up to any of this. They had asked them to offer oh. confessions before it all started for the volunteers or to come in and check mm -hmm. in once in a while and just to offer some catechesis, some, some training on, on mm -hmm. charity so that we can do this well. And there are priests, sadly, yeah. in this little group in this area were just not helping. And so I, yeah. I said to them, like, would you guys like a little blessing at the end? Like, like she teared up. Yeah. She goes like, yes, thank you. We've yeah. been wanting this. Right. Oh, so yeah. like really beautiful. So I think yeah. like I wasn't prepared for the amount of fatherhood I would have to express in those two weeks. Sure. I was not ready for that. Uh, and I think that was part of the processing of it all. Um, yeah. Like, have you ever had experiences where you've had to like lead pilgrimages or groups like this before? Right. <sighs> Only yeah. sort of, and that was in Spain. Uh, it was basically um, uh, the seminarians were split up with different groups, and uh, the group I was with, basically the the youth group leader had a basically a, a mental breakdown, and she could no longer lead right. things. Um, so it was basically me and her boyfriend, who happened to be uh, a chaperone, trying to like yeah. lead this. Um, so that, that was a very odd and difficult experience. And there's also <laughs> there's also a, a really big issue with one of our volunteers who we had to send home um so i so a little bit of that and like the teens like looking to me but me also being just barely older than yeah. a teen you yeah. know <laughs> it was that was so a little yeah. bit of that i think that's you know it's interesting i'm glad you brought up the question because i think it really was like an experience of fatherhood in so many ways not just mm -hmm. spiritual fatherhood i'd even say like a kind of natural fatherhood in the sense of like you yeah. are there trying to resolve some human issues and you know you're not going to make yeah. all sides happy in this mm. and you have to be okay with that right and so I, it's a good experience in that sense because that's in many i think that was actually it, what was thrusted upon me even though it was like difficult at times was a good thing because it actually helped me experience the priesthood as a fatherhood in a way that i don't know if i've had that yet in some ways like i have but it was mm -hmm. like world youth day is intense emotions are intense like i averaged three and a half hours of sleep a night Ugh. So I'm running literally on fumes at this point, right? Um, mm -hmm. Like Sunday night, I got to bed at 2 o'clock because I was dealing with some stuff that happened that day, that night. And then I get woken up at 5 because the guy got dehydrated and is freaking out and having anxiety, and rightfully so, because it's like, it's scary, right? Mm -hmm. We got we get through it, right? And I was so grateful yeah. to sleep in my bed last night for the first time in three weeks. I slept for nine hours, and it was glorious. That's great. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, it's something like I think I'm still processing is it really was an experience of of fatherhood. And it was also an experience, like it really brought out in me, and this is stuff like I, I you know, I'll talk to, to a limited degree, but it's like, what are my own needs as a priest? Yeah. Because it really mm -hmm. brought out that I, w I felt a bit alone in doing all this. Again, nothing mm -hmm. is just stuff, right? It's fine. Uh, yeah. I'm like, wait, I need stuff too if I'm going to be able to do this for people. And I found myself like wanting that, but not getting it. And that that's hard. That's hard. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So 
what's 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 it like being at a mass with over a million people with 1.6 million 10, people priests. and then what's it like being a what's as a priest and as because you've been to these masses yeah. before as just yes. a participant right because i've never yeah. been to one um so what's it like just being there as a participant versus being there as a priest um so yeah i don't know if i would can celebrate with that many priests ever again yeah it, i know it's valid it didn't <laughs> feel it <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, I'm saying, so that's why I said, I know it's valid, folks. I know I celebrated the sacrifice and they made sure we had body and blood and everything. Like super, again, very well executed. But when you're there with mm -hmm. that many priests, it, it's a bit much. Could you, were you aware of where the Eucharist was when you were concelebrating? On the, I just was focusing on the main altar. On the main altar, yeah. Um, like, were you in a section of like yes. all priests? Did you yes. have to leave yeah. your group? Yeah. yeah, we got. I mean, it's cool. You get a free chasuble out of all of it, which is kind of nice. cool. And like, I mean, yeah. Okay. Next part that I want to talk about is uh, online stuff around the World Youth Day because I think it's actually a very important thing. Uh, but okay, that's like cool. Like, and I, I, I want. I, I was already feeling this. Like in Porto, we did a thing with priests. We had like the, the, the gathering with all the pilgrims for that diocese because it's the biggest diocese for days in the diocese. And there was like 20,000 people at that mass and a thousand priests or at Fatima. Yeah. I was like one amongst 800 priests and it just mm -hmm. felt a bit much. I think in those cases, like going forward, I don't know if I would can celebrate. I would be at the mass. It's Fatima. Like, again, I have no problem. I don't probably people, people can celebrate it just personally for me. It's like a little too many can celebrants. Well, I know, like, even, like, when I'm at a mass with yeah. a lot of priests, it's it's harder for me to focus. Um, yeah. It's almost like, not that, uh, like, so you're you're, you're consecrating uh, the body and blood of Christ, but also so is yes. everyone else. And so it's kind of like, you almost feel like you're lost in the crowd. Yes. Like, I don't, like, I, I like, can celebrate, like, with my pastor yes. or with a, a few priests on yeah. Holy Thursday. I find those yeah. really beautiful experiences. Um, or celebrating with my bishop or something like that. But once you get like over a yes. hundred guys, it feels like, yeah. why am I here? I could be saying mass for somebody else somewhere else. It, 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 and I don't then know if add that's, a different like, language into the mix. Mm, yes. Where you're like, yeah. I'm saying this in English so, and people are saying this in Portuguese. And I'm trying to make sure I say the words I need to say. Well, everyone are speaking different right, languages right around words. me with ADHD, especially like I should have had earplugs actually, honestly, at this point, <laughs> because I couldn't. <laughs> I was very hard. It was really like, I was, I was like, I don't know for me, at least, I don't know if I like mm -hmm. this for me. And so I think like next, and I sure. know some priests who were at the final mass and they said mass on their own later, or they didn't because they're at mass and that's sufficient. You know, like we don't, yeah. if you're mm -hmm. away on stuff like this, you don't have to say mass on Sunday. It's nice, but you don't have to. Um, um, mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, I, don't, I think it was, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I experienced it. Yeah. I don't know if I would do that large numbers again personally sure i would yeah. say to people do what we're going to do this and then i will say a nice private mass later on um and i'll just maybe highlight some of the words of the pope or something like this so that you can hear them in your own language mm -hmm. yada 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 so and it, but again like the, these liturgies were super beautiful and reverent like i was just i was i was amazed i couldn't i couldn't mm -hmm. believe how well executed they were for that huge of a thing it was it was yeah it was so impressive. Mm -hmm. um, I could ask you more questions, but you want to kind right, of let's jump talk into... social media and this because I think it actually gets a whole other okay. yeah. thing. And I don't know if you may have noticed. I'm sure you saw stuff online. 
Uh, okay. I did. So there were controversies, as there always are. And I'm not going to address all the controversies. Or if you're English, there are controversies. controversies. Yes. Um, so one was, you know, like the DJ priest on the morning. Okay. Uh, the other one was the the chasubles themselves, which once you like get up close, they're not ugly. They're just, but it's hard. It, I could see how seeing them from like a picture, they don't look that, they look okay. Yeah. But they're not like, I see, I've seen, I've seen a well, lot like, worse chasubles folks. Like, yeah. The World Youth Day is not known for like, I mean, you're, you're distributing chasubles to thousands of priests. We're not going <laughs> to yeah. get gold laden chasubles that weigh 200 yeah. pounds, folks. Like, uh, and yeah, then the yeah, third yeah. one was the treatment of the Eucharist, its reverence and stuff like this. Mm-hmm, so, like, mm-hmm. so I wanted, okay, we kind of made fun of them a bit at the beginning of the show, but uh, uh, the pillar gave a great article yes. on all of this. So I want to point people to that first. Like, I didn't know this. Like, I saw the thing around like the plastic bowls online and Saran mm-hmm. wrap with the Eucharist. And I was like, well, that I'm even like a little shocked by this, but I'm like, I didn't see, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, like, yeah. Going, and it turns out it wasn't a World Day Mass at all. It was like the Spanish gathering of pilgrims, and they had more people than they expected, so they had to figure out a yeah. way. And they said it wasn't perfect. We realized this, but we were just trying to make sure that the Eucharist was properly treated and we could protect it. And like, which I get, like right. I like, like it was a great. I was like, oh, that that helps explain the photos, right? And then of course, like the big photo was right. like these big gray crates sitting in a a chapel the night before. Mm-hmm. So again, like, I think this is the thing we got to stop. Like we got to stop reacting online folks. Like it's getting to be too much we, because the algorithms drive the, the angry train and, and we get angry because um, we see something we don't actually understand this context. I think one of the dangers of social media in general is the decontextualization of a photo or of a story. Mm-hmm. And that by not being there, you actually don't understand the whole picture. And so you have a very limited scope. And then you presume your limited scope is actually everything. Um, mm-hmm. I'll explain a bit about, you know, I think the pillar argo is a good thing. But I, I thought about other things that were happening. And I thought this would also explain it. And if we could actually just take a moment and seek the truth. But like, what are, what are your thoughts around this? Because I think I, I was really appalled by how Catholics are reacting online around all this, honestly, more than like they're at being appalled at anything around the Eucharist. I was actually appalled at their lack of charity. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, the first thing I noticed of all of this was that everybody who was upset at something about world youth day was not at world youth day. Right. And the people who I knew were there were experiencing a, a yeah. very fruitful time. So immediately yeah. that told me something, you know, Looking at something through your phone might not capture all of the reality. Um, there is you, there there's a lot of hmm, a lot of confusion and division mm-hmm. in the church right now, and I, I mean a, a macro and a micro sense. And when you have that much, sometimes in order to get some kind of stability or some kind of grasp of the situation. Uh, the the only quote unquote option is to make your own self the arbiter of what is good right. and what is bad, um, and you may couch that in terms of orthodoxy or heterodoxy. You may couch that in terms of reverence and um, uh, not disgrace, um, but yeah, reverence and not reverence, uh, whatever you want to call it. But really, you just want to you want to be the one who knows what is good mm-hmm. and what is bad because if you have that, then you're on solid yeah. footing with yourself. 
And so uh, when you're online, one, the need to, to post, because posting is, is our religion. If, you can't, if you're not posting, right. you're not doing anything. Posting is the most powerful yes. action you can possibly do, right? And if you can post about somebody being wrong, and you being right, oh, now I have more, now I, in this world that is chaotic, I can stand on my own uh, mm-hmm. surety that this is what is right and this is what is wrong. Uh, and we do it with all kinds of things, but we get really excited when it's things that are very important to us. Because indeed, you know, I saw um, the pictures of the um, Ikea mm-hmm. bowls yeah. and the saran wrap. And when the saran wrap didn't bother me, because like, good, have something right. covering the Eucharist when yeah, you're yeah, walking yeah. outside. Eucharist being outside Same always here. freaks Same me here. out on a certain yeah. level, just in yep. general. It gives me anxiety, okay? So outside of that, it's like the bowl's like, well, that's not good. It could be worse. I don't know. It's 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 not good. Uh, and why do I right. I don't need to talk about it? It's like, eh, that's probably not good. Um, and, then I'm, and then we found out that it's not even the World Youth Day thing. It's this other thing. You know, so it's like I was not surprised. Um nor was I disappointed, only because I've become yeah. more cynical. <laughs> so I don't know if that's right. good or bad. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, so that's my perspective. Like, the the big main thing was, like, people who were there when I was getting news yeah. from them, you know, or seeing, you know, what you were doing, everything, seemed like yeah. very fruitful, powerful experiences. And then people online getting cranky about stuff, it's like, well, that's kind of what So this is, I think this do, is, so I think whatever. we, like, we got to start doing more examinations of conscience and how we post on social media in general. Um, yeah. we, 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 we do not think that our posting an angry take or a doubting of something without knowing the full context or whatever, um, we do not actually ask, ought I to be acting this way? And we need mm-hmm. to start doing that partially because social media itself forms us to not to do the instant reaction and not to actually discern. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like, like, but like the other thing that people have to realize, like I was like, it was super windy on the Saturday, like super windy thank god it was windy because it was so hot too mm-hmm. uh but like I, I so i saw those pictures and i'm like well that makes sense they want to make sure because like first not, it's not like they put like a, a lot of hosts just into a bin like this no they had saboriums right. in there but for those who are at world yeah. Day madrid know that when a windstorm comes things blow over and so yeah. in my understanding, it was, oh, they kept the ciboriums in the gray bins to ensure that they don't blow over because yeah. we don't want to have what happened in Madrid happen. That was like, yeah. okay, and they could have put, yeah. put a covering over it and or something also, like that to make it nice. But like maybe in the moment, they didn't prepare for that. Like they were trying to protect the Eucharist, not this is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was totally okay with the ciborium so being in the bins. Also, you know, if you, if you have loose ciboria – it's easy for someone to just yes. grab one and go. When they're in the bins, it's just safer, safer it was weather-wise, safer. safer and yeah. I was just like, and like I saw, I saw like at the end of the mass, they got, there were priests purifying the chalices and ciboriums, and they were treating mm-hmm. it with great respect. And and like even before yeah. their things were, you know, they're bringing stuff out. They were wiping down the boxes properly and putting those purificators in other places in case anything did fall out by accident, which it never seemed to have done. But I saw a couple of people like they were taking great care to make sure this was prepared mm-hmm. for the Lord. Like the Portuguese, yeah, love good liturgy. They love this. Mm-hmm. They are not. I was like, I was just so impressed by this in general. Like they, they love their processions and everything. Like they're not going to disrespect. The yeah. presence of the Lord in the Eucharist. So we gotta, yeah, we gotta, we gotta be 
better. So, but for me, it was more just not just World Youth Day. It was just enlightening of an online Catholic culture that we need to be better about. And we start looking within. Mm-hmm. Again, we're looking for problems outside of ourselves because that that's what makes us popular. Yeah. Maybe a lot of that. we need to deal with our own heart. Why am I mm-hmm. why am I so why am I so hellbent on having a hot take? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, sometimes, you know, like I said, like you can just look at a thing like, oh, that's not great. Or yeah. that's even bad. Like, but my, I don't need to add my I voice to I'm this not right now. Sure all that, but it's like, yeah, there were experiences that were not great at World Youth Day, but it wasn't liturgical generally. Yeah. It was other things. And it's like, but that's part of the, again, you're, you're like, people need to realize like, it's like, it's imagine like when you're just being a pastor, there's so many little things you have to take care of. Now imagine trying to take that for mm-hmm. 500,000 pilgrims and 1.6 million people at a final mass. Like it, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And so like, maybe we need to learn to say like, but like, so I have a principle. I was sharing this with someone on the trip. Um, I said, my principle is this. You should always read it in the most charitable light possible until the malevolent perspective is known without a doubt. It's provable without a doubt. Mm-hmm. We should always presume charity, I think. It doesn't mean you can't be critical in charity, but we should always like presume good intentions, et cetera, that people are trying to do the right thing until at such a time that it becomes provable that there was nothing wrong. I mean, maybe it's not a perfect universal principle, but I found like in stuff like this, we should definitely keep that in mind. And maybe we should do that online too. Yeah. And yeah. And you know, part of it's like, I'm not, I am, I am not going to pretend that I never get right. fired up about stuff or angry right. about stuff or ranty about stuff. Anyone like, who's listened to this podcast knows that, yes, that is a thing that I do. Um, like people eye rolling during a homily or something like that. Yes, this. exactly. You know, so I definitely get fired up about stuff. But at the same time, like, um, I've been disappointed by things in the church ever since I entered yeah. seminary. And that was a long time ago. And whether it be like liturgy that's not quite right, in my opinion, or priests that aren't quite right, in my opinion, or uh, you know, as a pastor, I deal with this all, all the time, all the time, the good, bad, and ugly. And there's a lot of the ugly is like mundane ugly too, right? So I've, I've had to, you know, do a school mass with a weird looking giant plate of saboria um because that's what they used and i'm a guest and that's what i'm that's what i'm using for now i, I can't change right. this being a guest priest you know um and it's not that i don't try and my pastor definitely you know there's an effort in my parish now um to uh have liturgy in a um i guess benedictine way as in pope mm-hmm. benedict uh, and it's great i'm grateful yeah. for that but at the same time like you know i had a pastor who who forced the lady to um uh, purify uh, the vessels before and I had yeah. to deal with that um, you know I would purify them when I could but you know I knew other masses they were being asked to do something they weren't yeah. allowed to do uh, it's kind of like yeah it, and if you don't if you get angry about yeah. this all the time and we I think we know priests who, who do uh, it destroys yeah. you man it yeah. really does um, yeah so save your anger for good podcast content don't let it boil in your you, anger like, every for your single day every sin. single thing I mean, that's probably a good idea too. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, yeah. It's some of the stuff doesn't phase me as much as it would have. I mean, I have other topics I want to bring up. Do you have a topic you want to bring up, or that you want to go on off of on a? That... I was going to ask you more World Youth Day questions. Oh, okay, sure. 
Actually, yeah, I'll keep. Yeah, yeah. No, just yeah, I have, I have two other things. They actually make good full episodes. So that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Good. Um. So, blah, 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 blah. what was I going to ask you about? Um. Uh, how did your How did your young people feel about like what? Were, what did you get any of their like takeaways about? So stuff? I mean, I'm actually. I mean, I'm going to be asking. I'm putting out a little four or five question Debrief. survey thing from them to just get a sense mm-hmm. of because like i had to organize all of this you know we did it on the cheap it was flight plus 850 dollars canadian so like really mm-hmm. inexpensive on purpose um yeah but you know i realized like oh we could have probably charged a bit more and had this and this to help with things or whatever but you know live and learn um yeah. i think over like so like uh, i had one person who goes to a latin mass parish which i was like shocked about and at the mm-hmm. end i said are you happy? He goes, I'm really happy I came. He said, I'll be honest, I was expecting the worst, but I came because I had friends who said I, I would really appreciate the time. He goes, and I'm really happy I came. The goods far outweighed mm-hmm. any of the bad. And that's like, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. He'll go back to his yeah. Latin Mass parish and share this with people. And that's like, yeah. that's good. Like, I need, we need this. Mm-hmm. I think overall, like, there are people, like, there were some bad experiences on the trip that I know can have tainted things for people. Uh, but I think overall, people had something good to take away from it that they will remember. And I think that's the key. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we had one, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I want to be careful to not, like, there sure. are some people, we had some people from not our diocese come because they were friends from others. And I said yes to it for one reason, because it helped us pay for a charter bus. And now I'm like, sure. we didn't have a charter bus, but still, it was fine. So, like, um, it was, I think, overall, the sentiments were good. It was, it's, it's. World Youth Day is one of those things that it's hard to see the good in the moment because you're tired, exhausted, emotionally drained, everything. Mm-hmm. You have expe- unfulfilled expectations. Uh, things happen that you didn't expect, all those things. And you can't process that in the moment. It, it needs to sit yeah. with you for a while. Like I know for myself, again, I was sad to leave despite being exhausted, emotionally drained, spiritually drained. Yeah. Like It's hard to pray during World Youth Day. I, mm-hmm. I, I went to confession about it, but like I did not say my breviary every day pro- properly because it was so mm-hmm. hard to make the time. Or when you made the time, right. like to remember to make the time because you're just always in, on the move and dealing with things. So, right. I mean, I'm sure God understands these things. And like I know that there's forget, there is a lot of wiggle room around the breviary stuff, but I just, if I give into that, it makes it hard for me to keep the habit going further on. Right. So, yeah, but I mean, like, I, I, you know, I wasn't beating myself up too much about it, but I was trying, you know, I was not happy with the fact that I, it's just, it's hard that way. I think people would have liked more time of prayer. So like, okay. One of the negative experiences was our catechesis session was not in a great place. It was like outdoors with no chairs in a pretty oh, yeah. dingy part of town where we were. And I'm like, I wanted a church because usually it's catechesis at a church than mass. And the, yeah. I mean, listen, Catechesis are always hit and miss world, miss the world dude. They depends on the bishop you get. Yeah. And I said to the people, I'm like, listen, I did not like this. We're not going to go back. I had promised, like, we were going to go on Thursday to Bishop Umber's uh, catechesis, but he got sick. But he got oh, sick. Nice. He got yeah. sick. Um, so I, we were texting back and forth about one of the topics. And so I'm like, oh, I got notes now I can use. So I gave talk on social friendship on the Thursday nice. to them. And then on Friday, I gave a talk on nihilism and mercy. Nice. Which was, that it was fascinating because I saw a lot of heads nodding when I was talking about nihilism. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. good. I'm not out of touch. This is their experience too. Good. All right. Let's, let's, let's acknowledge this more. I, and I'll say like one of the 
things I heard from a few people that they were a little tired of was hearing about like all the hopes and aspirations of young people. A lot of young people don't necessarily have that anymore. Don't have hopes no, or aspirations. No, <laughs> they are. Oh, no. As Rasmus nice to say, they're hanging over the abyss of nothingness, mm. and no one acknowledges this anymore. And so then you feel guilty because you're not feeling these hopes and aspirations. It just adds to the mm. feeling of the nothingness that you hang over. And uh, mm. and I agreed with them. I think that we need to be, if we're actually going to listen to young people, we need to listen to a sense of like desirelessness and hopelessness that they they experience. They don't want to experience, but they don't know the way out of it. And like that's the thing mm. I'm even trying to wrestle with. Like I, I experience those things myself in my own life as a Christian. I don't, I don't worry about it. It hangs, but I, and I'm willing to enter into it because I know by entering into it, it will help me see the path to help them out of it or to see like how Christ is there in it and how to encounter Christ in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. But I think overall people had a good experience. I think my one regret was it was, it's so hard to keep your groups together at World Youth Day. Sure. And I, sh- I, and I didn't know how to pre-plan stuff ahead of time. And I would have liked to have pre-planned some more stuff together. Got it. I perhaps allowed too much. Okay, go off and do your own thing for the rest of the day. But and I think part of that was because we didn't have a place to really gather every day for the catechesis and mass. Um, Having a church to do that, I think, would have made a huge difference. Um, but you know, it's not. It's part of the chaos of World Youth Day. So I think overall, I think it was positive for people. Um, but I think it's going to take them a month or two to actually figure that out. Sure. Um, okay, so, uh, let's wrap up with some okay. superficial questions okay. that I have. Um, uh, Portugal, did you have any yes. coffee? Uh, how it was, was it? Was it coffee? good coffee? So they don't, they don't in do drip coffee because they're European. And um, it's right. also like really inexpensive. So we, f- we found this little coffee place that, uh, that also served a lot of pastries that we'd go to every day in the morning because mm-hmm. breakfast was bread and fruit and juice boxes and i'm like i want some coffee thank you very much so i'd eat the stuff yeah. they gave us and then i'd go off then a bunch of us would go off to the coffee shop and like so one day we get the bill 14 espresso shots 10 euros and 50 cents yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness that's so i ordered like two doubles every day and like and listen and like the lady was like super nice like she would bring us past- extra pastries yeah. it'd, it'd bring you just bring them like a, a, a breakfast so chicken and egg sandwich was two euros Wow. It was so like Portugal is very inexpensive. Yeah. Like it's good to play nice. and it's be- yeah. it is beautiful. Like I really I I I've never had any mm-hmm. intent, desire to go to Portugal. Now I want to go back when it's not World Youth Day. So okay, yeah. yeah, the coffee was great. Mm-hmm. Had plenty of it. My only sadness was that I just I do like my drip coffee in the sense of like the ritual of just having something to sip on for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um uh so did you eat any did you get to eat any like real Portuguese oh, yeah. food? Oh yeah, I anything? mean it's it's not. Um, yep, we. Oh my my. What was it called? The um, there's a type of fish that they eat that I forget it was, and it was good. It was good. Um, there yep. there is a pastry like it's like got a, this cream custardy filling, and it's uh, it was. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the custard stuff, but I tried it. And I was like, actually, oh, this is pretty good. Um, I forget I forget mm-hmm. all what they were called. Um, so I definitely got those and of course the true european experience is experiencing like mcdonald's or burger king or something like that from the european angle a large meal is a medium meal for us right so that's always a fascinating and listen there are those moments you're like i just want something grilled and deep fried because i've been walking for thirty thousand steps today (laughs) give me give me a hamburger and some fries please you know 
It's amazing. Like Burger yeah. King seems to be bigger, uh, bigger there than it is here. Yeah, huh, yeah. I see more Burger Kings than McDonald's. Uh, and did you uh, did you get to see any like relics, any saint sites, any anything like that? Yeah. So actually, on Thursday, on the Thursday World Youth Day, we had mass at the Shrine of Saint Anthony of Lisbon because they are they are emphatic on the point. The saints are named after the places they are born, and Saint Anthony of Padua was mm-hmm. born in Lisbon. I put mm-hmm. big air quotes there, folks, because he's actually from Lisbon. The, the, yeah. And the mass we had was at the site of his house that he was born in, which is right next to the cathedral. That's cool. So we had mass there. And then we, and then so Father Eduardo was the main celebrant. I preached the homily, and he blessed everyone at the final blessing with a big relic of St. Anthony. Uh, so that was great. a cool one. Um, I saw a few relics of Blessed Carlo Cudi. I mean, relics kind of everywhere. Yeah. It's a Catholic event, and it's Europe in general, so there's relics everywhere always. Mm-hmm. Um um, but that was uh, the St. Anthony thing was really cool. I, again, like those are things I, I didn't know a lot about Portugal and I wish I knew more. Like I know. So the next one's in not for four years, which is a little long, but, uh, in, in Korea. And so mm-hmm. like, it'd be really cool to learn about like the Korean martyrs and to go to some of those shrines in a newer quote unquote, newer church in the university. Yeah, church. Is, yeah. Uh, but to, to pre-plan that stuff ahead of time so we can actually go to those sites. Yeah. This, that's why I, I could never have gone to this world youth day. Is because I would have gotten beaten up by a lot of Portuguese. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I, would, I would been preaching about uh, God's love for St. Anthony, how he saved him from Portugal, yeah. how he blessed him by making him Italian. I would have right. been right. mugged. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yes. Well, good. Good. Yeah, there's more stuff to say. I appreciate it. It's more conversational in tone, just like different topics in general. But I literally got back not even 24 hours ago, and this is all I had in my brain, and you've been – pastor quote unquote for a week and so your your yes. brain has been on that stuff so this is it was a good little chill way to get back into things oh oh and, and quickly oh, yeah. and quickly yeah. so this is this i have a beef with leon by the way so stayed at the jesuits place in leon which is also where the um um anyways it's where like a lot of the communal guys were in the early 20th century anyways but that was kind of cool interesting um, but uh, so like the Europeans tend to just not believe in air conditioning or fans or anything yeah. that pulls you down mm-hmm. ever. They just like yeah, to no bathe. Ice, no air they conditioning. just like bathe in their own sweat, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fine. God bless you. Um, <laughs> uh, so I get to the place in Lyon and I windows open. It's hot. It's like a sauna in there. And then like, the windows don't even open that much. You're like, how am I supposed to get airflow in this place to get cool it down if you don't like open them enough? I woke up the next morning, like on my left arm alone with my hand, arm, and bicep and shoulder. Yeah. I counted over 30 mosquito bites. Uh I, I think I'm I stopped counting after 50 on my whole body, yeah. and I'm pretty sure uh, I, had, I had over like a hundred mosquito bites. And I wake up and I see on a wall like 18 mosquitoes. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is the one proof that is almost good enough to prove the non-existence of God. <laughs> this this is the problem of evil right here. Right here. <laughs> yes. Uh that's great. Like, <laughs> that's a good note to end this podcast on. <laughs> uh, thanks oh, for listening. Oh, oh, Please. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. And I met like <laughs> 35 different podcast listeners during World Youth Day. Oh really? That's cool. I was shocked that anybody would know my face at all. Yeah. Uh, but it was very cool. I'm sorry. I know I met you, and I learned names, and I was going to mention you, and my brain forgot to write them down. So, uh, But it was nice to meet all of you. 
Yeah. You know who you are. You know who you are. Shout out to you. And Jesus knows who you are. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please leave a review on iTunes and tell your friends about the podcast. Tell your enemies too, because Jesus says we must love our enemies. You can find me figuring out if our phone system works. I keep hearing a ringing. Maybe they're testing it. I don't know. You can find me on X. At X. I'm Father Harrison. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I need to update the script. Contact the podcast or receive updates at clericalpod on X. Ugh, find us on Facebook, YouTube, or email us at clericallyspeaking at gmail.com. Do you have a theological emergency? Call 412-912-7995. 412-912-7995. Peace. God bless.